Inspiring solutions to save America one show at a time. Are you ready to get on board? How many people has this administration let in by encountering, processing, dispersing, or that have come in as a known or, or unknown Godaway? What, what, approximately. I don't need an exact number. So what do we got? Senator, let me, let me, let me I, state. I need numbers. I, again, don't filibuster me. How many people has this administration led into the country? Let, let me say at the outset that uh, our job would be a lot easier if the broken immigration system was uh, No, Mr. Secretary, I want a, a number. How many people have you led into this country? I, I should also How? Uh, okay, I'll, I'll give you the number. It's about six million. From sea to shining sea, three hours of bold truth and excellence. The Wendy Bell Radio Program. Did you hear it? Give me a number. Give me a number. That's all Senator Ron Johnson wanted from Alejandro Mayorkas. What did he get in in return? He got the filibuster. He got the bloviating, blowhard. Senator, let me tell you about blah, blah, blah. No, I want to, I want you to answer my question. One of the things that's super interesting, and welcome back to the Wendy Bell Radio program, by the way. One of the things that's really interesting about frauds, about crooks, about people who are corrupt, people who are serial liars, people who create these fantastic images for themselves, these reputations like Elizabeth Holmes did as she swindled investors and the medical and scientific community and created a multi-billion dollar enterprise predicated on something that was a farce. They cannot give you specifics. There is no granular data. Let me see the proof. Where is your research? Give me the data. Well, that's where your charm kicks in. That's where your charisma helps seal the deal. That's where that million-dollar smile or your intrigue greases it for you. But in every one of these cases that we're talking about right now, there is an unraveling. Before you unravel, we have to talk about how people who are serial fraudsters are given the ability to, to steal from us to lie to us, to rob us of our peace of mind, and to wield uh, just terrible results. Think Think about this. Think about what the January 6th committee did. They purposefully manipulated evidence to create a narrative to a desired end, which we are now seeing going on in a Colorado courtroom today. Our goal is by whatever means possible and necessary, To keep Donald Trump off of the ballot. Why? Because we know he's going to kick our butts. So they're working backwards. January 6th committee was a means to an end. It was the lights, camera, action. It was the theatrics, the smokescreen of it all. Cherry-picked information. Now, when asked, show us all the video. No, 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 Nancy Pelosi asked for 50 years to put it on a shelf. Nobody needs to see this. Tried to lock it away like the lost Ark in Raiders. Final shot, pushing it on the dolly into the vacuous warehouse of Never Never Land. What else? The CDC, the FDA, 
everybody involved in COVID and pharma and the vaccine. Don't give us the specifics. Don't tell us in phase one of the clinical trial before you pushed this out and lied to everyone calling it safe and effective. You knew that more than a thousand people had died. In order to not talk about that, they needed to employ the CDC, the FDA, the NIAID, the NIH, create ancillary storylines, browbeat people and withhold funding, force people with a series of bribes, threats. You do what we say or else. It's disgusting. Sam Bankman-Fried was a very special scumbag. But unlike Bernie Madoff, Bernie Madoff had at least the illusion of believability. He wore the suit. He seemed to have the knowledge. He had the office. He created the image of a competent investor. Bring your money to me. I'll help grow your wealth beyond your wildest dreams. What was Sam Bankman freed? He was fraudulent from the beginning, but he was based by parents who thought he was special. Elizabeth Holmes from Theranos, who's now in prison, created something that was farcical as a blood test. Her parents always thought she was gifted. She had something about her. There are enablers along the way that allow these monsters who either kill us with their lies or rob from us with their fraud, who create them, who build these Frankensteinian monsters. And it's the quiet people along the way, too, who know it's all garbage, who don't say, oh, my gosh, this is all garbage, who are just as guilty as as the perpetrators. So here we have Sam Bankman-Fried. He's a young dude. People fall over themselves to give him money in a realm that is hard to even understand. How many of you, if I asked you, so describe to me what cryptocurrency is all about. You have a peripheral something or other that it's not physical money. It's not physical value. It's something that's somewhere else. And so people gave him their life savings. I mean, bad decision number one, but you could kind of see how easy it is to fall for the fairy tale. I'm going to get on on this now before it really takes off. Sam Bankman-Fried living the life of luxury, multiple, multiple million dollar homes, lavish travel, multi-million dollar donations, second largest donations to Joe Biden, five million bucks, whatever he gave him. Like, really? And all he was doing was taking money from other people and using it and justifying it in his mind knowing all along that he was fraudulent. Now, do these people have to believe in their own magnanimous selves that they portray to others? Do you think Tony Fauci believes that he is a dirtbag fraud? Or do you think Tony Fauci thinks that he is that special? Does Sam Bankman-Fried look in the mirror? Does he look at himself and know, I am a rat fink 100% fraud? That's the great question. Did Jeffrey Epstein worry at all as he was hooking up scumbag people in Hollywood and media, in justice, in politics, with underage girls? Of course you have to know. There's got to be a mechanism where you justify it, though. How else can you continue without being eaten from the inside out? 
So the Sam Bankman-Fried case, it's very interesting. His parents now, in a headline I just saw, just crossed about an hour ago, they're literally besides themselves. They have no, they, they had no idea. They, their son, they thought, was truly that gifted. He was all of that. He conned his parents, too. Sam Bankman-Fried's parents broke down in court last night. After their son was found guilty of embezzling $10 billion of his client's money in what the prosecutor said was one of the biggest financial frauds in American history. How is it possible that with Jeffrey Epstein, who was the spawn, of course, of Bernie Madoff, who learned from him, how is it that we continually fall for these people who create ideas that you know are so out there, but there's that, mm, maybe it's not complete suckworthiness. I don't get it. I sure as hell don't understand how his parents are mystified. They're like, what? Our baby did what? And you want to be like, didn't anybody think to ask him like, dude, <laughs> you sound like an idiot. You look like you're about to go, hit the the skate park in in Northridge, you know, with the hair and everything and the vans. And we think this guy's a multi-billionaire. Really? One of the richest people in the world before he turns 30? And his parents were like, you know, this is kind of weird. No. Found guilty, all charges, wire fraud, corruption, blah, 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 blah. We could go through the list, seven counts. All of them. Jury wasn't even, they weren't even like, you know what? We need a second pot of coffee. They weren't breaking out the bean bags and getting their blankets and pillows. This wasn't going to be a long meandering negotiation. And that's a guilty. How is it allowed though? How is it created? Because this is the same realm of a Joe Biden. This is the same realm of the Biden crime family syndicate. Certainly less flashy with arguably less brain power. There's nothing ingenious that the Biden family was selling. At least Elizabeth Holmes created something that purported to do something. At least it had some blinking lights. It took your blood and you're like, ooh, I can test my blood from anywhere. It was amazing to consider. At least she was selling that kind of an idea. Joe Biden and his family don't even have that to fall back on. What did you get in return for giving money or diamonds or sports cars to Joe Biden? What did Egypt get from giving Bob Menendez hundreds of thousands of dollars in cash or gold bars or a brand new Mercedes for his wife who killed a guy in her? How do we keep falling for this? How do we allow the media to side skirt it? To try to tell us again and again and again, no, no, you got it all wrong. No, we don't. Because it's so freaking obvious. Then why does it take so long? And why does it have to hurt so many people? For finally, the verdict, the news, the impeachment, the indictments to come out. That, my friends is the $50 billion question today. Don't go anywhere. When we come back, my friends, we'd have a few 
a few teaser beezers of election fraud that are coming out of the woodwork. So delicious, isn't it? Huh, next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. All right, so we've got a couple election stories coming up right before primaries next week. It's very interesting. All of a sudden now, this safest, most secure is now being uh, shredded. And real allegations and real proof of fraud and criminality. This is coming out. So it's not a stretch at all for us to know exactly what happened and has happened in our elections dating back how long? Who knows? And that's the scary part. How many of our elections have sucked? Just coming up and saying that was the safest, most secure election ever doesn't make me feel any better. That makes me feel completely uneasy because only somebody who's lying to you about something has to tell you how safe it is. Right. Get it. It works. Okay. This is interesting, though. So before we talk about the election stuff, we told you yesterday Mike Johnson is the new speaker. Mike Johnson seems like he is a normal guy. He is an honest guy. He's an attorney. He loves America. He would be considered a MAGA guy. He would be considered a conservative, which is, alas, what we need. So there was this hit piece that came out in the Daily Beast. We read it to you yesterday. And the hit piece was basically predicated on, we're not going to look at Joe Biden's uh, finances. We're not going to worry about the the crime family finances. We're not going to follow all of the dots of the deposits and the loan repayments and all that other mumbo jumbo. We're going to do a deep dive on Mike Johnson. And we're going to see how much money this dude has. Why would you do that? I don't know. But what the Daily Beast allegedly found was that he has no savings. That Mike Johnson doesn't have a retirement plan. That Mike Johnson doesn't have investments. That he doesn't even have more than $5,000 in a savings account. It sounds like Mike Johnson, who's a father, I believe, of five, kind of lives paycheck to paycheck. And they were mocking him for this as though that's some sort of a of a negative that we should mock a guy who hasn't gone to washington and isn't counting his riches on the train back home to his district so the backfire on this and the speed with which the boomerang came back to the daily beast is entirely delicious and it is worthy of our review to to remind you wednesday They released the story, does new Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, have a bank account? Which raised questions about his thin ethics disclosures relating to stocks and assets and debts. Apparently, the guy doesn't have any assets and disclosures. And so they wanted to talk about that until Matt Gates got his hands on the story and tweeted out, cry more is what he said. The Daily Beast is furious that Speaker Johnson isn't rich, corrupt, or rich from being corrupt. He doesn't have shady business deals. He doesn't trade stocks as a congressman. Cry more, I guess, is the response to the article. And he wasn't done. Others were not done. How about this? Podcaster Joey Manorino. So he can relate to the struggles that we're all out here having, and I'm supposed to be angry about this? Touche. Another man writes this. Well, maybe just maybe he's not dirty. I wonder if they've considered that. And on and on. Speaker Johnson literally represents most Americans, says somebody else. This is hilarious. We're no longer going after the ones that have become multimillionaires while public servants. We're now going after the ones that aren't. 
God forbid someone in that office has actual morals and ethics, wrote a follower of Matt Gates. Now, no matter the political party, of course, members of Congress regularly see their net worth increase while in office. It's so weird how that happens. Although they're allowed, they're required to report on every dollar they get and they see during that time. Ethics rules require members like Johnson to report income, taxes paid, the holding and the trading of of stocks. That latter requirement, of course, has entangled all sorts of people, including Nancy Pelosi, who is a prolific stock trader who's passed legislation relating to companies in which she has held a financial stake. I guess that's the standard. And if you come in and you're not the standard, but you're the standard that should be. You're the person who tells the truth. You're the person who believes in God. You're the person who loves every unborn. You're the person who believes in safe borders. You're the person they would deem MAGA. You're the threat. Look, I think it's exciting. We knew, Mike Johnson knew, everybody knew. The minute a new gavel was, or the gavel was put into a new speaker's hand, the knives would be out. But that they're struggling so hard to find dirt on somebody, and then they don't find the dirt, so they mock them for being dirt-free, to me, is fantastic. It's akin to the prosecution in Trump's case in Colorado, changing the time stamps on videos that we know because they were played by January 6th committee members not that long ago. This is how desperate they will go on the left, in the uniparty, to get rid of people who support our values. That, my friends, is what I call winning. All right, couple more cases of election fraud, local level stuff. Democrats on Democrats? What is happening? Is everybody corrupt? Let's talk about it next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Welcome back to the Wendy Bell Radio Program. You know, when you don't lie, it's very peaceful. It's very easy. When people ask you questions and you are an honest, honorable person and you can speak in that vein about something... You have specificity. You can get into granular data. There is no elaborate story that circumvents the truth. The truth is the truth. And America is hungry for the truth. This is not complicated. Which is why everything involving elections is farcical to me. If our electoral system is as safe and secure as many on the left and the uniparty right want us to believe we wouldn't be going through all of these issues today. When you're telling the truth, you don't need a PowerPoint that proves that you're telling the truth. When you're telling the truth, you don't need a burner phone. You don't need pseudonyms. You don't need to hide in the shadows. You don't climb aboard Air Force Two and travel the world, slip out the back steps, to avoid detection. You are liberated from anything like that and can just be free. All of the storylines that have been created as of late are so obviously manufactured and so obviously malignantly wrong. And I have to be honest, it takes a 
a very delicate, fine line balance to not be angry every day. Every time I see a story about Tony Fauci, all I see is lies. I see a man who is corrupt to his core, who has bastardized the truth, molested the system of science, and has forever shaken my confidence in anything medicine. And I'm married to a doctor. That's tragic. The whole January 6th thing, if you couldn't tell that that was a a made-up, made-for-TV docu-series. It was like Shogun. You know, tune in tomorrow for the next episode and see what such and such happens. Except people's lives were lost. And others are twisting in the balance in various iterations of dungeons. We know full well that some of these lockups, particularly one in Georgia, is so disgusting that a, that a man there died from neglect and his body was covered with bugs and they didn't discover him until days later. And we have, we have American citizens, we have veterans, we have grandparents whose crime wasn't what they did, it was what they could have done. And in our system of justice, we're told that that's okay today. I'm sorry. But when you steal the peace of mind that the electorate has about the sanctity of our electoral process, you're playing with Tinder. You've got gasoline on your fingertips. And you're getting real close to a flame. Because now you have a, a large swath of Americans who do not believe in the process. Who do not believe that their, vo their voice or their vote matters. Because there's a system set up behind the scenes that is so obvious. That counteracts every lawful, honorable vote and has manipulated the system beyond recognition. You can't tell me that the video of the loading docks of a particular voting venue at three in the morning after the vote has been stopped for some quote-unquote water main break, where we see ballots, pallets of ballots, boxes and boxes of ballots, that you're not supposed to ask questions. You're an election denier. You're a hater. You're an extremist. No, you live in common sense and you have eyes. And so to throw you off the game, what happens? The machine finds a few sacrificial lambs that they go after and target to use as a symbol. Don't you dare step out of line, people, because we'll come to you and we'll ruin your life as well. That's what all those SWAT raids were in the last several years. It's the muscle of the federal government saying we're in charge. Don't step out of line because you're next. It takes a very special person to rise up and say, I don't think so. You've poked the wrong bear and I'm angry now. We have a couple stories of that. Talked to you about Brid uh, Bridgeport, Connecticut. A judge there, somebody, one person 
daring to step forward and say, you know what, I can't certify this primary. We have video of this woman who works for the incumbent mayor, who, by the way, is a criminal who served time, a felon who got out and is now connected to ballot box stuffing and a woman in his purview in City Hall who works for him has been caught on camera multiple times depositing handfuls, hands full of ballots into a, into a ballot drop box. And he goes, I can't I can't certify this. We can't. We have to have a new primary. Thank you unnamed judge who hasn't been caught in the vortex of suck same story here springfield democrat mayoral candidate justin hurst is accused of election fraud shocking video is it really shocking shocking video shows alleged pay for pay for vote scheme so here you have this guy this is springfield massachusetts five days before election night A damning video has emerged showing this guy, Justin Hurst, he's the Democrat candidate for mayor, allegedly engaging in election fraud in broad daylight. They're not even trying. I'm not even going to hide. I'm not going to put a hoodie on. I'm not going to slither over to the box. I'm not going to try to avoid the camera's detection. In broad daylight. Sworn affidavits from city hall officials claim that Hearst paid individuals 10 bucks to cast their votes in his favor. What'd they do? Well, they rode into the areas where the homeless are. They rode to several areas in their black suburbans and escalades. And they went to sort of like halfway houses where people who are trying to get their lives together are ostensibly getting aid in some capacity. Group therapy a place that's safe that they could get a square meal and this guy the democrat mayoral candidate in springfield massachusetts named justin hurst is accused of going in using a a murphy's roll of dough peeling off ten dollar bills rounding up the homeless and those who are disenfranchised saying hey you go vote for me make sure you get one of those stickers that said hey i voted That'll be my cue that I'm going to give you 10 bucks afterwards. (laughs) And the video shows people ostensibly connected to his campaign peeling off $10 bills and giving them to those people. Now, of course, uh, Justin Hurst himself is going to say, no, 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 I didn't do that. Yeah, you did, actually. He's going to say these are false accusations, scurious lies. I'm sure this guy would never use that word. I would. And I want you to hear his rebuttal. I want to remind you, there is video. There is eyewitness testimony inside these polling places where the homeless are coming in. And I don't know about you, but homeless people often look homeless. What do they look like? A little disheveled, not necessarily crisp and pristine and cleanliness. And they go in and they're talking about it with themselves. So wait a minute, I've got to vote for who in order to get the $10? Or hey, can I have one of those stickers because I need that to get my payment? It's not like this is difficult to connect the dots. I want you to hear a news story, though, from this this community where Justin Hurst, the mayoral candidate accused of fraud, is going to come out and say brazenly, I don't know what you're talking about. That's not me. We're not doing that. This is obviously a Hail Mary attempt by a desperate guy to stay in office. Really? Listen. 
At a news conference today, Hearst denied these allegations, stating that they were a coordinated effort that showed that he was trying to steal the election. Meanwhile, the city is asking the district attorney's office to investigate these claims. Any accusations that my team paid residents in exchange for their vote is unequivocally false and nothing more than a last-minute smear campaign by an administration that is vulnerable for the first time in 16 years. You are looking at security footage from outside City Hall this weekend, showing a Hearst campaign worker allegedly bringing groups of people to vote at City Hall and handing these people cash. Justin Hearst can also be seen on the video speaking with that campaign worker. If in fact uh, Mr. Hearst or anyone uh, has been paying someone to vote or giving them anything of a gift nature, that's a violation of the law. In addition to this footage, there are five sworn affidavits from employees at the Springfield Election Commission stating that groups of people were seemingly bussed in to vote. Many of them listed a Worthington Street homeless shelter as their address on registration forms. The affidavits also say that people who came in to vote on Saturday asked election employees for $10 payments. Mayor Sarno is calling these allegations upsetting. It's the height of exploitation of a homeless population, which my administration uh, gives a tremendous amount of funding and support to help these individuals who need help. It's, it's the height of exploitation. Terrible. I reached out to the Hamden County DA's office to check on the status of this investigation. They said they had no comment at this time. The Secretary of the Commonwealth, Bill Galvin's office, issued the following statement. My office has been in touch with law enforcement as we would be with any report of potential irregularity to ensure that the integrity of the process is maintained. And looking ahead, the city solicitor is reassuring voters that next Tuesday's election will be a fair one. Uh-huh. It's going to be a fair one. I mean, we know we got, oh, we're paying some people, but other than, don't believe that. Don't believe 2,000 mules. Don't, don't believe the geolocating and tracking stuff that Dinesh D'Souza put in that movie. The same geo-tracking and geolocating technology that your federal government is using right now through the feds to track down the whereabouts of every single person who was even close to the Capitol on January 6th. Don't pay attention to what was going on in Wisconsin as they were using nursing home residents, casting ballots there without somebody from the elections division monitoring it. Eh, whatever. It's no big deal. It's like in Pennsylvania. What? No uh, no signature match? Eh, you know what? It's such an unnecessary extra step. Let's just skip it. Stories are coming out, friends. Everybody knows what the hell is going on. It ain't a mystery. Hey, did you guys hear about the guy who wrote about... MAGA Republicans being more dangerous to America than Hamas. Oh, my. This is going to get you in a bunch next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. Well, it's true. People who tell the truth, people who believe in the golden rule, people who care about their neighbors, who try to do their best every single day, people who have common sense, who can see through the smoke screens who are aware of the schemes and the ploys and the plans, maybe who've been conned once or twice in their past, who refuse to fall victim again. 
These people are MAGA extremists. You love your country. It is unwavering. It is not up for sale. It is not negotiable. And now all of a sudden, the people in this country who are those who do the least amount of in-your-face protesting or arranging or getting together, you know, quiet, hard-working Christian conservatives. We're in the crosshairs as the threat to democracy. It's been that way for a couple years now. This is a contingency plan. If we cannot take down Donald Trump, we will hit at everybody behind him. Everybody who created him. Everybody who's behind MAGA. Because Donald Trump didn't create MAGA. Donald Trump was born of it. And he will survive long after he is gone. And so the goal is to knock at you and at me. And of course, we're supposed to get angry. I look at these headlines now and I scoff and I shake my head and I say it's just another triggered liberal. Sadly, it's a quick way to diagnose things, but it's true. Headline from Salon magazine. I can tell you I've never read an article from Salon. Proud of that. Headline MAGA Republicans. Christian nationalism is a bigger threat to America than Hamas. This is this is now. We've now walked across crazy bridge into the asylum. Today's Republicans, as well as Christian nationalism, are a greater threat to the United States than the Hamas terrorist organization, which is responsible, as you well know, for scores of terror attacks, including the most recent massacre of more than a thousand civilians. This is according to a recent Salon piece that is drawing fierce backlash for the, quote, gross assertion. To use a word I use commonly. Sometimes it's the only one. It's just gross. It's, it's just gross. Now, when I call somebody who I see and I watch and I listen to and I pay attention to and I observe for a while, when I call them a communist, Marxist, uh, leftist, whatever, progressive, th- that's not meant necessarily as a smear. That's meant as fact. Fact is fact. This is meant as a smear. And it is gross and should be called as such. Following the deadliest attack on Jewish people since the Nazi Holocaust, Salon magazine published an essay declaring MAGA Republicans and Christian supporters, you know, those people who go to church. Gosh, you guys are so, you're so dangerous. A bigger threat to America than the Hamas terrorist perpetrators. The Thursday essay titled MAGA and Christian Nationalism, Bigger Threat to America Than Hamas Could Ever Be was penned by columnist Brian Karam, the former senior White House correspondent for Playboy. <laughs> you know you, you just... You get it for the articles. You do, absolutely right. We'll just put that out there. <laughs> Painting a stark picture of the current political landscape while juxtaposing the threat of Christian nationalism and the MAGA movement in America against the Hamas terrorist organization the article begins by warning that the world quote inches closer to a war that only psychopaths want to see well i'd love to tell this mr Karam guy that the psychopaths are all in the biden administration because they're sure as hell working hard to push us there every single day Karam suggests that the internal divisions and the radicalization of the republican party i Who's, who's radical out there? Do you guys feel radical? 
Do you feel radical if you carry your licensed firearm that you've trained to use? Are you, are you extreme? Are you radical? If you go to church with your children, not even every Sunday, periodically, you're not one of the priesters who only goes on Christmas and Easter, right? You go often. Do you find yourself to be radical because you want to hear the, the gospel? Is that radical? To want to have the body and the blood of Christ? Hmm. I don't know. Are you radical if you worry about late-term abortion? And though that human being inside of you realizes you ought not tell somebody what to do with their body, they cross the line when they propose that you should pay for it. That was it for you. And so you had to speak up. Does that make you radical? Does it make you radical, of course, to be able to push back against fraud and corruption? To be able to say loudly, I don't believe in our elections. Any? Are you radical? According to this guy, you are. While the world burns, Mike Johnson and the MAGA wing of the Republican Party, which seems to have swallowed the evangelical movement, while also embracing it, is embracing the darkest verses of the Bible, apparently pushing for apocalypse with an enthusiasm only rivaled by Saul's slaughter of Christians before he changed his name to Paul. You know what this is? This is a guy who's a dork, who's never done anything with his life, who was probably bullied as a kid, who probably always dreamed of being in politics, but wasn't popular or corrupt enough. So he decided to fail into the realm of writing. And he believes that this is his ability, much like being a college professor, to wave a magic wand of some kind of presumed preeminence. And for a moment, with a byline and a headline and maybe a, a funny picture... Try to be, pretend that he's smarter than the rest of us. Well, you can demean MAGA and Christians all you want. I associate with both, proudly, card-carrying member of those and the NRA. It's so easy to spot these people. It is so easy. The challenge is to not be fatigued by the obvious nature of their playbook. You gotta understand the threat. You've gotta know what's going on, ladies and gentlemen. One-on-one -on -one with our national security expert and former federal agent, John Guandolo. How much threat are we in in this country? Next, hour three of the Wendy Bell Radio Program. <laughs> 